welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and I'm joined for the first time in ages by my partner in crime, MK. Hello. I've missed you. I've missed you. How have you been? Busy. Getting shit done. Ah. I ate cereal for dinner six nights in a row. Are you serious? Fruit Loops family packs were on sale. What was I supposed to do? Be an adult? I am an adult, and that's why I get to make that decision. No, an adult wouldn't make that decision. Whatever, I'm making up for it. I made pad thai. It's full of vegetables. Okay, sure. We're going to roll with that. What is our What is our podcast topic this week, MK? It's like a podcastception, because we're talking about podcasting. Oh my god, we have to podcast deeper. <laughs> Always podcast deeper. So this is something that we've been kind of kicking around, talking about um, for a while, and this is going to be a fairly short episode. Um, but some, I think... Someone had asked us about this, um, either earlier this season or toward the end of last season, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say that after we did this, a bunch of other people were like, hey, maybe we should try it too. So clearly there's some interest. Definitely. Um, We did get a couple of questions. The best is probably from (laughs) 20-something. What what was 20-something's question, MK? I'm really scared of this. Uh, How are you guys such tools on the podcast? Well, I, you know, everything I learned about being a tool, I learned from, from 20-something. Oh, I've been trained to be a tool since birth. She's like a Zen master of toolery, and I just, uh, all I ever try to do is emulate her toolness. That's good, but I think you're going to need more sparkles. I, I probably will. Yeah. I should just go roll myself in some glitter. Absolutely. Um, but in terms of uh, podcasting, fandom, and... If you're listening to this, presumably you're kind of curious as to either how we got started or how you might get started with a podcasting project. Um, And I think that, I I feel like Emily needs to go first just because you're like technical back end. I am. Well, okay. I would say you definitely need the the right skill set. And between the two of us, we mostly got it covered. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do do a lot of the technical back end, which is you're going to need some way to host this thing and you're going to need to be able to set up a website. And I fully admit that Yin pretty much built ours for us, but we both know some HTML so we can edit that shit. Well, also I feel like it depends on how complex you want your project to be, right? Like if you want it to be much more, and we've talked about this before on the show, but like we kind of went legit out of necessity, not by original plan. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it on a little bit less of a time intensive, um, money intense, it's not expensive, but like there is some cost involved, a less time intensive, money intensive procedure. Like you could easily just upload an audio file to YouTube and run your podcasting through something like that. Um, but that doesn't spare you the indignity of having to figure out how to edit audio, I think. No. And again, I mean, you can use free software or whatever. Like I use GarageBand, but Prue, you use Audacity. And we're both really happy with our choices. Yes. And I think that's just like, it's a mindset thing. Like if you have a Mac, try GarageBand. You might really like it. Uh, No matter what platform you have, try Audacity. It's free. You might prefer that. I can't use Audacity because it drives me crazy. Meanwhile, I can't use GarageBand because it drives me crazy. Yeah. So it's very much like a personal preference thing. Either way, you are not going to get away from having to do it. Because I think the one thing that... I mean, have we talked about, like, we edit so heavily on this podcast. Yeah, I'd say we do, like, two hours of recording for your average episode, and then, like, six or seven hours of editing. Yeah. Like, minimum. And that's down from when we started. 
because when we started, I was editing a lot more carefully, and now I'm like, whatever. Well, and in addition, I think that you sort of train yourself to become a better podcaster yeah. when recording in general. We've gotten quicker. We have fewer pauses, fewer fumbles, unless we're both being like complete idiots. Which is frequent still. It is frequent, but that's why we have the outtakes. Exactly. And I mean, there's also no, there's also accounting for if you do our format where you have guests. So people who aren't podcasting on a regular basis and therefore like you're not really flexing those muscles very frequently, like people get nervous, you know, like it's hard to like hit a particular rhythm when you're talking. Like it's difficult, especially if you're doing audio podcasting, you may not necessarily be able to see them face to face. It's kind of hard sometimes to make sure that when you are recording with someone that their recording process is going to go as smoothly and as glibly as you've trained yourself. So there's always going to be a fairly large amount of editing that goes into anything. I would say the only exception that I've ever had to that was the Vikings episode that we ran this week, which I barely edited. Yeah, apparently that was pretty easy, eh? That was actually really easy. It was a nice compensation for the Supernatural episode. That's great. (laughs) I think, yeah, the thing is, the more people you add... And the more Skype connections, because that's, we record over Skype unless we happen to be in the same location at the same time, which never happens. <laughs> um, the more Skype connections you have, the worse the audio quality is going to get. And it's yeah. just like, you can't, you can't help it. There's so many yeah. internet connections involved. It's going to get kind of shitty. Yeah. And that's like an unavoidable, painful reality of the whole thing. Yeah. I'd say the more guests we have, the more we have to pause and be like, wait, somebody fell off the call or like, hey, you're lagging. Like you just cut out for a while. Like somebody has like a fucking echo. Yeah. Or, you know, a banshee possessing their power cord. That was still like the weirdest thing we've ever had on Slash Report. That power cord could not be in the same room as Gav. Yeah. Which is why like I would love to have Gav back on the show to talk about something, but like not until she fixes her computer. Yeah. Sorry, Gav. We love you, but... (laughs) That shit was cray. That shit was so cray. So cray. I'm going to just write that off as like Scotland. They have ghosts. That's basically the only explanation, right? Yeah, that's the only, that's what science tells me. (laughs) Um, Other things on the technical back end that you should consider. um, Don't record in a giant ass room. And if you do, make sure that you're set up or that you're familiar with the way that your audio equipment works. Yeah, I don't like to do a lot of, like, I don't, okay, there is a way that you can set up Audacity or GarageBand that you can be like, this is the natural background sound of my room, just edit it out while I record. You can do that. I don't, because I don't really know how and I don't care. I would rather just record in a small room, I always close the windows, I turn off the fan, like, anything in my house is turned off. Yeah, I mean, I always find, there, and there are people who do PodFic who do this much more professionally. And have actually like mini sound studio setups and things like that. And it's reflected in the quality of their podcasting. In terms of like you and I, MK, like I think that we made a decision fairly early on. But like if we were like, I feel like if we lived in the same city, we might commit to like putting together something like that. Yeah. But because we, okay, we're always in different countries and frequently in different time zones. Yeah. So I, I think that we looked at this and we were like, we wanted the content to be the the content's gonna have to sell it. Like the audio quality is gonna have to be like second tier. Yeah, you know what? I was talking to Lee Jacka the other day because uh, thanks to the Hoyden's recommendation, we both now listen to Backhand Shelf, which is like a a Toronto based hockey podcast for the whole NHL. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I really like it, 
their content is amazing, but their audio is not as good as yours because it's really echoey. Um, they actually got moved into a new space that is not a sound studio, but they're set up like a sound studio. Like, they have all the microphones and stuff, but it's just a uh, giant echoey uh-oh. classroom. Yeah, okay. And you know what? No one cares. They have a huge audience because their content is that good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's annoying, but, like, it, I, if the content is good, people will put up with a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, sad but not, true. Not endlessly bad stuff, though, guys. No. Just, there are things that are unlistened, unlistenable just because, like, the audio quality is, like, so bad. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Don't cross the streams, man. Don't cross the streams. Um, but I think that that segues nicely into the second half of this, which is content. Content. That's, like, the hardest thing. Uh, a lot of the time it's, like, Wednesday and we're both at work and we're on G-Chat. I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about this week? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's like, so if Emily takes care of back half stuff in terms of technical website, and uh, I think you do about like two thirds of the editing. Yeah, that sounds about Recording right. stuff. Um, my job on the podcast is to act as like our producer. Um, so in general, I keep like a master list of episode topics. We try to plan in advance as much as possible. Um, and also a big part of like what I do is try to schedule people to like be on the podcast, which is actually like a lot harder than you would think. It's Um, totally harder than people think. There's time zones and like all sorts of craziness involved. Yeah. And in addition, there's also like certain people, um, can talk about certain things. Like not everyone is fully cognizant of like every aspect of fandom or like whatever it is that we're talking about. Um, and you also have to like figure out who are the best people to reach out to for all of these various elements, which can take a little bit of like sleuthing, I think. Yeah. I would say the hardest part in getting guests is finding a good guest for something that neither of us like knows much about. Yeah. And we've had a bunch of episodes where I'm like, I really, I really want to talk about this. I don't know shit. Yeah. And you're like, how, how do we find someone like that? And I don't know. I'll be the first to admit that, like, you know, the, the section of fandom that I like is not what everyone else likes. There's a bunch of fandoms that I'm not interested in or, like, corners of those fandoms or pairings that, like, like I'm pretty narrow. And I think in some ways you are, too. I think that I'm broader than you are, but I'm also narrower than most. Yeah. In terms so of our fanish interests. That can make getting a good topic or a good guest a little more difficult. But that's, I mean, that's, like, why we have friends, and that's why, like, for example, that's why the Vikings episode, I was basically there as, like, the babysitter. Yeah. While Marilyn, Mistress Kirby, and Eleanor Lavish had a collective mental breakdown. Even if you are not interested in that show, I would actually recommend listening to that episode because it's so funny. (laughs) They're so sad and angry. It is like, it's awful that I'm laughing, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. No, I'm really excited. I have like three episodes that I haven't heard yet and I'm just like saving them. And I'm so excited to listen to that one, especially. They're so, so angry. They're angrier than I was doing the Supernatural episode, which is like really hard to do. That's, that's some high level anger. Yeah, that is, like, some not fucking around with you anger. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like, a major component of how our show functions. Also, you Uh, actually keep our conversations on track, because I am terrible at that. No, you're fucking awful. Like, Like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Just impossible. And that's actually another major element of running the podcast that I feel like other people need to, like, make a post-it, stick it to their recording device, and, like, try to follow through. Like... 
someone does actually have to be adult supervision on these things because they can go completely off the rails very easily. If you're not on the episode, I usually rely on like Marilyn or like the Hoyden, like someone who has like a modicum of sense. (laughs) I like how you don't count yourself among those. You know what? I'm going to be 12 years old for my entire life. Like I'm going to be 108 and I'm still going to be 12. Eh, As long as you know that. Like it's amazing that I managed to function at all. It's true. I agree with you on that sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Can't be helped. That's why, you know, you need like a yin and a yang in this podcasting action. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, We did actually get questions though, right? Yeah, we had two. All of two questions. Um, The first one is from Violet Volakis, who wants to know, why do you think podcasting works so well as a medium for talking about fandom? Uh-huh. Um. I would say, like, I mean, for me, the thing that I felt I was lacking in fandom for many years was, I don't know, like, the ability to actually talk to someone about it. Like, there's a difference between talking to people on LJ or on Tumblr or whatever and actually being able to, like, sit down with some fangirls and have a conversation, which is why I think fangirl meetups are so popular. That's true. Yeah. And for podcasting, like, if you live in an isolated area or whatever, at least gives you, like a taste of that. Like, maybe you can't interact as much, but you still get to, like, just sit there and actually hear people talking about the things that you care about. Yeah, and I think that, like, podcasts as a whole, like, are fairly interactive insofar as, you know, like, we ask questions, you ask us questions, we try to answer those toward the best of our ability on the podcast, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the other major thing is that it... I don't know why, but it feels like it's breaking a barrier for fandom in terms of the medium. Um, like fandom is like so locked into text and only recently did it like break the barrier into largely being image based through the medium of Tumblr. Yeah. Um, I think audio like crosses yet another line like fandom for various reasons is almost never going to be like a television based thing. Like there's not really going to be a show about fandom that we're going to like Yeah, and I think a large chunk of that is we like being behind the scenes. Like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I want to be behind it talking about what's happening on screen. Yeah. And I I don't know. A lot of us are introverts. Like, a lot of us. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Yeah. In conclusion, like, we are never going to do a vlog in case that's what you guys are waiting for. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. Before we started recording, I turned on Skype, and Prue was instantly like, are you in your pajamas? And I was like, I've been in my pajamas since 5.30 p.m. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I, like, it's, it's like, the first really gross day in New York. Um, it's muggy. The subway smells like hobo pee, like, full nine yards. And, like, I walked in through my door and started stripping, and I basically am dressed like an extra from The Walking Dead right now. Yeah, we're class acts. Yeah, you guys don't want to see this. This is like an act of mercy that I'm not making you watch it. We would actually have to get properly dressed and stuff to do a video log. And, I mean, aside from all of the other reasons we would never do that, that's, like, number one on my list. Yeah, I think it's also, like, doing a video log is, like, just staring at people's faces is really boring. We would have to do video content in addition to the audio content, and then I would just kill myself. Also, I think we've had enough flirtation with the copyright infringement and to hate eyeballs so you know two horrible things 
I, how, oh, I'm going to regret asking you this. How is your hatred of eyeballs at all related? It makes me really uncomfortable to look at people, especially making eye contact. And I can't imagine forcing someone to look directly at me for like an hour and a half of us talking about fandom. Like, I would have the sympathy squick on the inside, even though I know that most people don't have problems with eyeballs. I am speechless. I'm unsurprised. I am without speech. Great. Should we move on? Uh, yeah, probably. All right. Uh, Our other question is from Painted Maple, uh, who actually has kind of two questions, which are, one, I'd like to know how a newbie can test the podfic waters and what they need, and two, but also since it's a trial run, how to try without investing too much in equipment or software. I think this is actually, like, a really easy gig to do um, for very little money. Audacity, as we've discussed, is my preferred audio editing tool of choice. It is freeware, um, available for the Mac and PC. And Linux. And Linux. I think it's fairly intuitive to learn how to use. And depending on... Although I feel like most laptops these days come with microphones built in. Yeah, but you can also just use, like, even if you just buy a pair of iPhone headphones, like, you don't need an iPhone, just the headphones. They have a mic built in. Yeah, and if you don't want to invest in, like, because I know iPhone headphones are actually quite expensive. 20 bucks? They're more than that. What? Uh, I think so. You can get knockoffs on Amazon for cheap. Yeah, well, basically, like, you can just go into any store and, like, buy a set of headphones that has a microphone attached. Or you could go into any store and buy, like, a really cheap computer microphone. Yeah. Uh, The audio quality is not going to be brilliant. But, like, frankly speaking, unless you're paying a lot of money for audio equipment, it's not – you're not going to be able to distinguish the difference anyways. In which case, you would also need to have, like, a more significantly elaborate audio setup, like, to also make a difference. Like, I think Penny Plain Knits, when she was on talking about Podfic – she was explaining her setup, and that's, like, a lot more complicated than what, what you and I have set up. And, like, we've talked about this before, but we don't even use mics. Like, we just talk directly into our MacBooks. Yeah. I'm sitting on my bed talking at a computer right now. But if you're looking at, like, the high end of the spectrum, which is crazy, like, Tokyo Demons, they have a crazy expensive mic, and I have to, like, sit in a weird corner, and, like, there's and- all sorts of equipment around. Yeah, you have to calibrate it, and then there's, like, sort of, like, sound dampening shit so you don't pick up, like, ambient noise, and, like... You can go completely balls to the wall with this. But in terms of getting, like, a fairly good audio quality, I think that just be cognizant of the tips that we gave you at the beginning. Like, I would do it in a small room. Um, I would make sure, like, to do a a test run. Yeah. uh, Of just, like, a couple minutes to listen to, like, various places you could be recording and see which place has the cleanest audio quality. Um, Stay away from your fridge. My fridge makes a hell of a lot of noise, and you might not notice it in regular life, but, like, when you do a test recording, if you're near the fridge, you can definitely hear it. Also, another thing that people, I think, don't ever notice is that your computer makes noise. Yeah. I mean, if you can keep your computer cooler while recording, that's a good... Like, we used to have some problems with my old laptop, because it would just be like, the whole time. That's because... Of GarageBand being a piece of shit. It's true. GarageBand is a memory so RAM on a MacBook Pro. But now I have an iMac. And yeah. look just, how beautiful it is. I have it a is. lot of anger about this because I can, like, simultaneously run InCopy, Photoshop, and Audacity 
But, like, if I run GarageBand, it will, like, murder my system. I really don't understand what Apple was doing when they built the back end on GarageBand. Like, I know. It's the most absurd program, right? Yeah. And they keep updating, like, stupid programs that I never use. But they're like, GarageBand, that's fine. I'm like, no, fix the RAM. So, uh, it's just a word. Yeah. I really don't recommend people use GarageBand. I don't understand why you like it, but okay. It's so much more intuitive for me to edit in. And this might just be, like, my crazy brain. But, like, for me, way more sense. Yeah, I, I genuinely do think that's, like, a your brain thing. Because, like, I am fairly good and fairly adept at audio editing. And that program makes no sense to me. Um, what was the other? Oh, and how to, like, not invest too much money in it. Um, yeah, like we said, you don't actually need that much stuff. Yeah. Started. And also, like, seriously, that recording a couple minutes of audio, I know this is backtracking, but we do that at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Even when it's just the two of us. Like, we do it extra when we have guests, but you need to do a bunch of test recording. Yeah. And find a good balance between speaking too quickly and too slowly. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you know how I think everyone talks too slow. Yeah. Well, I've heard, okay, so some people I know who listen to Podfic uh either play it at like double speed or like even faster than that and I'm like that's crazy because I can't do it when I listen to podfic I'm like it's gonna be slow and it's gonna be fine um but I find that it's better for the narrative yeah if it's faster yeah but when you're doing podcasting it's different it's more like a radio program and they speak pretty quickly like I'm not talking Gilmore Girls levels but you're gonna need to find a good pace yeah agreed um, here's my question. Mm-hmm. If you're like, uh, if you're in fandom and you think I would really like, you know, I think that the slash report ladies are crazy and I think that their podcast sucks. There's a lot of those. Yeah, I know. And I think that they never talk about anything I want to hear about. Um, and that they stink and I want to make my own podcast. How would someone go about doing that beyond the production stuff that we talked about and beyond the technical stuff we talked about? Okay. Well, I would say part of it, like, we don't submit any newsletters or anything. Like, we don't put it out there at all, really. But sending yourself, or if you've actually made your episode, and you've recorded it, and you've uploaded it somewhere where people can get it, send it to some of the, like, communities that you would follow, or, like, even the Anon memes, which I hate the Anon memes, but they will listen to it and literally tell you everything they hate about it. (laughs) Everything. Um... I don't know, send it to your friends and post it on Tumblr and all the stupid places that you can post shit. You have to actually get it out there. You do have to get it out there. But I think even more than finding distribution channels, uh, you have to keep doing it. Because it's going to take a while for you to build a listenership. Yeah, and we actually lose a huge chunk of our listenership uh, every time we go on hiatus. Like, uh, I mean, okay, one, it's really hard for us to do this every week, but we manage to do it a fair chunk of the year. And then we we take a couple weeks off. And when we do, I would say we lose, like, 10,000 listeners. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. And that's fine, because it's not like we're making money off of this. Like, we actually lose a chunk of money, and that's fine. (laughs) That's the cost of fandom sometimes. We don't mind. It's fun. But, like... I, I think that the, I think the only reason we do have the listenership we do is because people know that we're going to be there fairly consistently. Yeah. And you know, you have pretty good name recognition. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on that part as much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've seen a lot of people start podcasts that I've listened to that have been interesting. And then just stop. And 
yeah, like you, you stop making them. And then after a while I stop checking because I'm not anticipating that it's going to go on. So I think that I would love it if more people made more Fanish podcasts, but I also think that a significant portion of making it a successful project is if you figure out a way to time manage in advance, like be aware that it is a major time commitment and be aware that in order to like build a listenership, you're going to need to be willing to put time into it. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge commitment. And for a long time, you and I had to schedule across the ocean. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was amazing. That's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that we always record on the weekend pretty much. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, when do you have time? Not during the week. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, to give you guys a quick idea of, like, okay, so you're saying all of this shit, like, when do you actually have time to do this if you also want to have a life, right? So, right now, we're recording this, like, Tuesday night, late, because I came home and I recorded a Hannibal episode um, just so that we would have it in the pack in the pocket for when we needed it. Um And because we're going to be out of town this weekend, I think both of us are out of town. Yeah. But then normally our normal modest operandi is that we typically just record on weekend mornings. So it's like first thing we get it, we like get up, we record for like two hours, like starting at like nine, 10 in the morning. That's still before you have to go get drunk brunch and before you have to go do stuff during the day. And Uh, it's also not interfering with like your evening activities. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And usually we still have time to run our errands and stuff. And then I would say Sunday, we spend, like, most of the morning and some of the afternoon doing editing, depending on how lazy we are. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, let's say, like, the two-thirds of the time that I'm editing, Prue just listens in on Skype while doing other things. Yeah. She just puts herself on mute and will be, like, working on a book and just making (laughs) faces at me. Yeah, and I mean, generally speaking, when I'm editing... I feel like you and I will also, it also helps that if you have like a partner in crime yeah. podcast, because we do most of the podcast together, but as you've seen for the recent run between like the hockey podcast and between the Vikings and Supernatural ones, like we have different areas of interest and like, I wouldn't force you to be on the Supernatural episode. Like it was already cruel enough that I forced you onto the Teen Wolf episode. Yeah, I mean, like, and the only reason I was on Teen Wolf was because it was, like, my hatred of that show was literally funny. Yeah, Uh, it was amazing. Oh, God, that show is so bad. (laughs) Uh, Preemptively to the person who told me to look away in the question, we are not, like, we are not doing another Teen Wolf episode. No, sorry, guys. We're, I'm 20-something, the Hoyt and I are pretty much out of Teen Wolf fandom for the most part. I am, like, the last straggler. Yeah, and everyone who's listening to this thinking, like, what the fuck? How could you abandon us? It's only season three. I told you this was going to happen. She called it months ago. and I called it. I told you guys that, like, she's going to take you all down into this, like, frozen hellscape of, like, nodding <laughs> bestiality. And then she's going to get distracted and leave. And all of you will still be down there. But listen, hockey fandom is really good right now. Oh, my God. You're going to do the same thing to people get them into hockey. And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave now. I don't find these guys attractive anymore. And like, peace out and bump off to something else that's more furry. Yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. Yeah. Never follow MK into fandoms. Whatever. I followed you into fandoms and you also cruelly abandoned me. But see, I never ever tried to pimp people into fandoms. And I also like don't care. Like I, you admit, you have to admit, right? Like I randomly show up in a fandom. I will like write one or two stories and then I'm out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
but I just want to share my love with people. No, you just want to trick people into your fandom so that you can get more trope thick. And then after you wrung every drop of goodness out of them, you leave. Yeah, that too. You're a user. <laughs> a user and an abuser. It's you're you're both. Yeah, I'm the villain of this piece. You are. You're you're the worst. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah, jerk. But yeah, like it it is a time commitment. Um, it's helpful if you have partners. Um, it's also helpful if multiple people, like if everyone is like fairly adept at doing all things related to the podcast. So like generally speaking, MK edits. I also know how to edit. Yeah. We both know some HTML. We both know how to do like the mailing list, the Twitter, whatever. We wrote out a workflow for it. Basically we did. We have an amazing workflow in our emails. Yeah. Um, obviously I am the weak link in that I cannot produce, but that's what we have guests for. I think that, I mean, like, I feel like if push comes to shove, you could do it. I would just have to think about it for like a solid week ahead of time. Yeah, it takes, it, it's a, it's a weird skill. It's like a, yeah, it's a difficult and underappreciated skill. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, did you ever have, like, I know you hate creative writing classes, but I had a creative writing class in high school that was amazing. And I had mm-hmm. one project where my teacher was like, this is amazing. You could probably get published for this. Like, just keep writing and working on it, whatever. And then she read something that I wrote in a different genre and was like, never do this again. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. That's not my skill set. Yeah. 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 You just have to accept that sometimes. You can't be good at everything. It's true. It's true. But you should like, always try to get Even though I know how to, like, technically upload stuff and do the website, like, if you died in a car crash, I'd basically be like, bye, guys. I'm not doing Slash Report anymore because I can't remember the password for our website. <laughs> I'd be, my ghost is like, it's in the workflow. And I'll be like, but I'm too lazy to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to claim the grief has made me, like, unable to continue with this project. Amazing. <laughs> and then we've talked about hosting before, too. And like, Oh, my God. Such a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> Remember when we first started and we were using Cloudly, the service yeah. that we will never use again, that claims to be unlimited? But is not, like, it's just super not unlimited. They were like, whoa, whoa, you guys are using a lot of bandwidth. And we were like, yeah, it's unlimited. And they were like, you have to leave. We paid you. We paid you. We bought unlimited bandwidth. And they were like, mm-mm, sorry, see you never. We got, like, the most, it wasn't even like we got terms of service off of it. It was like an actual representative from the company emailed us. And he was like, is there a problem with your hosting? Because it's using a lot. And we were like, yeah, we're a podcast. And he was yeah. like, that's not going to work for us. And we were like, but what part of unlimited means limited to you? And he was like, we're sorry. It's a special case. And we were like, uh. Like, and then they offered us a free membership or like a free extra month. And we were like, no thanks, because we literally have no other use for your service. Yeah, that is all we use you for. And now we use Box.net and DreamHost. DreamHost has been very good to us so far. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep hoping that they never notice us. I feel like I feel like they have to have people who are way worse than us. Well, yeah, but part of me still like lives in fear of the day that DreamHost cloudlies us. Man, where would we go? I own some hosting that I could throw us on. Yeah, but like that's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, then have to like go full. We'd have to like go rent a, a rack. No, no, no. I own one. You own one? Basically. 
Okay, but that would still be fucking annoying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it would be hella annoying. Um, okay, so we use box.net when we're, if you've, like, edited an episode and you upload it so that I can edit all the metadata. Mm-hmm. Uh, DreamHost, there's an unlimited everything package that's about 100 US dollars a year, guys. It's pretty great. We split it with Summer Tea. Yeah. Um, when I'm editing our HTML and PHP files, I use a program called Coda on the Mac, and it's, I think, $30 forever or something and it's really good it will like close all of your parentheses for you i just use text edit that's because you're old school that's right it's bitch codes and notepads i'm like no i want this thing to like animatedly react to my coding no i would love that too i'm just like literally i have i don't code enough to justify it yeah for me that was a tax write-off yeah um what else do we use uh cyberduck for ftp yep best one out there it's pretty great in terms of what to use to serve up your podcast, if you're listening to it, um, I use Downcast on iOS. I also is, use Downcast. It is a paid app, but it is the best one, especially since the podcasting app or the podcast app on iOS is unusable. Completely unusable. Apple, what the shit was that? It was It's wretched. And it, you can no longer listen to podcasts through iTunes. Yeah. So on your on your phone anyways, which is like on your mobile device, which is the device that you listen to podcasts on. Yeah, which I don't like really? Really? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were smoking the day they made that decision. How much does Downcast cost again? It's like I, don't remember. I feel like it's less than five dollars though. Less than five dollars, which if you think about it is like less than two bottles of pop. Yeah, but it's also I mean like it's the same it's a major barrier to entry. It is. So, like, you would cheerfully buy, like, a Starbucks. Paying for an app is, like, not going to happen for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And it took me a long time to get over that hurdle and just start buying apps. But, I don't know. I figure if it's, like, under $3, I'm much more amenable. And if it's $5, I'm like, ugh, this better be recommended by somebody who I really trust. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Somebody else set up our iTunes, uh, like, official page by accident. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna throw that out there. There is a way to, like... There's a way to do it. Apple's, uh, documentation for how to do that is really stupid. It's incredibly complicated and hard to figure out. We looked at it once, and we were like... No, thanks. No, we'll just pass. And then one day we got an email that was like, thanks for setting up your podcast. And we were like, um... I guess that happened. Yeah. Although, to Frank, like, if you're doing something for fandom, I don't necessarily know that you need to set it up in the iTunes store. Like, obviously, that's, like, the largest distribution venue for traditional podcasts. But, like, frankly, I think a lot of people would be sort of uncomfortable yeah. with having it be in the general eye. And it's, like, very simple to just keep it within the context of fandom itself. Yeah. We also use Blogger, which creates an RSS feed that, like, any podcast app can download from. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, like, a level... Like, take everything we say about, like, all the stuff that we use and all the complexity that we inject into this with, like, a grain of salt. Like, in reality, the key is to, like, create an audio file that everyone can listen to with content that is entertaining and put it in a format that is, like, easily accessible to people. Like, all the other stuff and all the added layers of complexity is just because, like... We're crazy. Well, it's not just that we're crazy. Like, at this point, like, I think our podcast is, like, fairly polished. Yeah. 
And I think that we, we like it done a certain way and whether or not that's like sort of nutty is that's on us. You do not have to be like this. You don't have to be like us. We're both, our fields of actual, like our actual jobs are loosely related to this and we're both crazy and very nitpicky. Yeah. I think it's turned out well though. I think so. I just love that like every once in a while I'm like, shit. We have to level this up. I'm going to get, like, accidentally more legit because this happened. I know. The day that we had to, like, the day that we got booted off of hosting and then had to, like, buy hosting was hilarious. Which obviously meant that, like, we couldn't just dump, like, a shitty web page up there, right? We would have to, like, design something. Obviously. Because we could not live with the shame of a shitty web page. Exactly. And then, um, and then (laughs) iTunes changed its policy on cover art. So we had to have, like, official cover art. Which is probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Rebecca Scoble offered to compose us opening and closing music. So we stopped risking copyright infringement by using other songs. Yeah. So now we have, like, a theme song and official cover art. <laughs> yeah. Like, high-res cover art that I designed in, like, really nice, you know. You've it. Yeah. Like, we used, like, Illustrator and InDesign and Photoshop to make that thing. You don't even know. <laughs> So many resources that probably shouldn't have gone into, you know, like a shark and some like alpha omega shit on a crest. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I have one on my desktop. I love it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I love that crest. It makes me really happy. Um, And it also like just reinforces the like, I always have to keep this magic secret. Yes, definitely. No one can ever, like, be, like, we can never explain this to anyone. Yeah, alas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still, like, it's still weird to, like, look back on it and think that we've been doing this for, like, two years now. Yeah, every once in a while I'm like, ugh, we should stop, it's been two years. Yeah, but I feel like that's what the hiatuses are for. Yeah, that's absolutely what the hiatuses are for. That and, like, if you have to be locked in a small space with your extended family for two weeks over Christmas break, like some of us do, mm-hmm. you need something out because otherwise you will murder them. Yeah, that's true. You should just save up the you should just save up the funny episodes that you're not necessarily on for that. No, are you kidding? Every time I try to like leave a room at holiday time and just be by myself, somebody shows up and is like, Why aren't you with the family? <laughs> You should be, like, family bonding right now. And I'm like, everyone is downstairs screaming at each other. Why would I want to be there? And they're like, it's important. It's family. Like, that's an answer. Are you serious? I am dead serious. Man. We're white people. It's not a fun time. (laughs) That's fair. I, yeah. I see your white people and, like, my Chinese family is also, like, I feel like they're secretly the reason we moved to America. (laughs) To get away from your other Chinese relatives. Yeah, I mean, like, my dad has all these excuses about, like, communism and shit like that. But I'm like, ah, really? Because I think we just didn't want to hang out with Grandma. Just don't want to see Grandma anymore. Yeah. I don't want to see my aunts or my uncles or any of my cousins. Oh my god, my cousins. Right? Why <sighs> uh, are we related to these people? Every time I go up there and it's just, like, a racist hick fest. It's good times, man. Good, good times. Let's okay, we have to end this. <laughs> We've gotten wildly off track. Yeah, this is like totally rails off, like too tired to care. But as we said, like this one's kind of slapdash and really quick. 
um, just because we wanted to go ahead and address the podcasting question that has kind of been hovering. Yeah. Um, and because, as we said, we're going to be out of town this weekend um, and possibly we'll come up with a cool treat for you guys. Yeah, we'll work on it. And remember, we're always looking for more questions and confessions and fandom safaris and you can always send them to us and we'll save them up and put them in episodes. Yes. I'll be I think folks. that's it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, thanks for listening in. Um, we'll catch you on the flip side. If you miss us for whatever reason during the week, we are um, on Twitter at slash report. I am on Twitter at often imprudent or on Tumblr at rage Rock. MK is on Twitter as at Moonklutz and on Tumblr as at Mklutz. Oh shit, I totally reversed that in the Hannibal episode. Ha! <laughs> Never should have left you alone. It's okay, I can't be on that episode. It will give me seizures. Yes, it will. <laughs> and on that note, beloved listeners, we're all... <laughs> we'll see you after Memorial Day weekend. Goodbye! Yes. Bye! I walked out into my living room last night. And you were like, ugh! like, glowing thing on my wall. And I was like, ah, what the fuck is that? Until I realized it was my fucking Star Trek poster.